the silliest MacGuffin since Citizen Kane. Spoiler, it's a Playboy magazine. I mean, not in Citizen Kane. That was a sled. So I hope you saw Citizen Kane because I just ruined it. I didn't ruin it. It doesn't really matter too much to the movie. It's a great movie regardless of whether you know that Rosebud's a sled or not. Anyway, Jamie, okay. let's go watch Adventures in Babysitting. then I'd like to welcome everyone to um, this podcast for the evening. It is Good Times, Great Movies. And it is me, me myself here, uh, Jay Lorello, with a DP McCambridge. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you having a stroke or something? No. Okay. I mean, I had some tuna tonight, but I don't know that that makes me have a stroke. Wow. Well, we didn't even know how to start this podcast. Okay. We we live on the edge when we're babysitting. All right, I like it. I like it. All right, Sponta- spontaneity. That's what babysitting's all about. It shouldn't be though. It should be about routine. It sh- it should be. Listen, this is an adventure in babysitting. This isn't just your regular old babysitting night. You need to know that when you're going in. <laughs> you asked me about babysitting. This was before we started yeah. recording. I think. I'm not sure. No, I was recording the entire time. I know, but I mean, for people listening, we just started uh, yes, recording. Yes, yes. We're not, we're not at 10 minutes. Nope, not at mm-hmm. all. No. Did you babysit? Um. Just the fact that you had to think about it makes me wonder if you know what babysitting really is. <laughs> well, I have a younger brother, mm-hmm. so I, de- I guess I technically, like, babysat for him. And I was always, like, I, I worked in in camps i was a camp counselor and even now i i mean what how did but that's that not never technically co- babysit we talked about right? multiple summer camp movies and you've never brought that up <laughs> well i wasn't like a summer camp counselor i was like a well i guess it was a summer camp but it wasn't like an overnight <laughs> camp and i worked with the little kids like okay. i've always worked with like kids under three okay all right. Okay. So when I worked in the summer camp, although there was a summer that I worked with like the elementary school age kids, but it still wasn't summer mm. camp counselor to me. It was more like these kids need something to do for six hours in the summer. I'm going to watch them color and play Monopoly with them. Oh. Even though. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? I guess that's summer camp. It's more like. That's more just like killing time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like summer playtime. It wasn't like an overnight, like, let me show you where your cabin is. Okay. Camp. All right. So technically, I think that could be considered sort of babysitting. That sounds like right? babysitting. That sounds exactly like what babysitting But I never, like, was paid for other than, like, watching my brother, which wasn't, I didn't get paid for that babysitting. But I will say that I was a big fan of the uh, Babysitter's Club books mm. for a long time and, like, Probably, I don't know, fourth to sixth grade. Sure. They were my jam. Did you watch the Babysitter Club television show? I didn't know even it was a television show. Uh, I'm so sad for my life. Well, did that you? I, didn't. I think it was on HBO. Did you get HBO? Mm, not till later. Oh, life. okay. It was very. I think yeah. it was exclusively on HBO. Oh, yeah. made for, oh. 
was it a cartoon no. version? Was it animated? It was live ah. action. Well, then I would have I would have thoroughly enjoyed it because I had like the whole series. Like they went for a while and they had special editions where the babysitters went on vacation with the kids and I had all those. So yeah, babysitting was of interest, I guess. To me. Well, I, <laughs> I feel like it was a big deal when we were kids, right? Like, yeah, that's what I think you so. did. You you yes. babysat. That was your yeah. that was a way for It's a good occupation. Yeah, yeah. And I don't I don't want to just say young girls, but mainly young girls to make yeah. some money. Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever read any of those Sweet Valley High books? Did you read those? I too? did. Okay. I did. I liked Adventures Babysitting more. The um the characters are more the, wait the like novelization of adventures yeah, in babysitting. No. <laughs> do you think she decides to go to college at the end of this movie? I was very concerned about her future prospects in this movie. <laughs> like oh. when when he asks her, he's like, "Are you going to college?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> and I'm like, "You have no, you have no prospects. Like, like you don't even have a job. You're just babysitting, and you're a senior. What but are you going to do?" Crafty. She's pretty crafty. You have to admit. Yeah, but that's, pretty... I mean, she's forced to be. And, and I think that, True. you know, when people are put in those situations, you either rise, rise. to the occasion or sure. you're like her friend Brenda and you just crumble. Brenda just panics. She can't handle it. Brenda she's stuck such in... an idiot. And I did feel bad for her how she's unceremoniously kind of tossed out of the movie at the end. It's like. <laughs> oh, yeah, where she, they're just like, go find your family because they're coming home. Yeah. So you you can't even pretend like you're hanging out here for yep. the night, Brenda. Yeah. Go no. home. Go but find your family like that you ran people. away from. No, go home. And that yeah, is I know that her. earlier in the movie you couldn't call your family to tell them to pick you up from the from the bus station, but right now you need to go home. What is them. Brenda's problem? She calls her and says that she spent all of her money to get a cab to like the bus station. Yeah. What was her plan? To the bus station in the shadiest part of town. I guess she only direct to the city. Just direct to the shadiest part of the city. Take your bus station. What was or... her plan though? If you spent all your money on a cab ride to get to a bus station, how did you think you were going to pay for that bus? You know what? Clearly our friend Brenda was not thinking things through in this. No. Clearly she's never had a babysitting gig. And it's, She's never had the face responsibility, <laughs> right? And there was a trend in the eighties where the person with the glasses was always the smart one. She's the least smart one in this movie. Oh yeah. Well, she does lose her glasses to a homeless woman, so I pretty early on. So I guess we could only counter as smart for. I, I do have to say, I was always happy when we would cut back to Brenda. Like I was like, oh, I you were like, what... how are we doing over there? What kind of antics are we into? What about the guy that was like slowly revealing the gun? Did you like that? Like <laughs> in the gas station, he's like, "I got this gun here, Brenda." That was the weirdest part because I thought it was gonna sort of take like, oh, and it's been a long time since I've since I've seen this, and I was very surprised as to how much of it I remembered. Oh yeah, but when that guy yeah. had the gun, I was like, "Is this turning into some sort of?" <laughs> Drug, like, are they going to get involved in drugs? And sh did no. she accidentally, like, pick up heroin at this bus station? No, none of that. She accidentally exchanged glasses with the homeless. I think my favorite Brenda part, though, is how she doesn't have her glasses, so she can't see. 
and yeah, then yeah. she Vision's finds the sleeping homeless woman and gets her glasses back and puts them on and instantly like sees the nightmare that she is in and flips oh, out yeah. and starts running and everyone including the janitors are chasing her laughing mm-hmm. and yelling and screaming that's your favorite Brenda book that really is yeah, because she didn't seem that concerned when she couldn't see anything and then she puts on no, the glasses no. and flips out and then she realizes well she was just really just she was waiting for her friend Oh, and that's Up it. That's that. Adventures in Babysitting, everyone. Brenda just hanging out at the bus station. All right. Yeah. Should we talk about this movie? Yeah, I think let's we should. do that's it. That's what let's... we do here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, first of all, uh, in two weeks, we do have our um, second anniversary, and we let everybody else pick the franchise, the movie franchise. And, Jamie, I got to tell you, Cannonball Run jumped out to a huge lead. A surprisingly Ooh, early It like lead. cannonballed out to a lead, one might say. Indiana Jones right? did catch up and beat it eventually. But I was wow. surprised. Like, Karate Kid, nobody wanted nobody to Nobody was in. Ralph Macchio like could care less. Yeah, I we're guess over not. So we are going to be talking about Indiana Jones. All right. But what Indiana Jones is still in question? Ooh. So there's three to choose from, right? Yeah. There's the first one. Uh, sure. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Last Art? Crusade is the second one or the third No, that's one? the last one. Uh, yeah, because it's the last crusade. And then there's the Temple of Doom. So they will be voted on <laughs> okay. by the same people that voted for this. Keep voting, peeps. Keep, keep voting. voting. Keep voting. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep engaged. Keep engaged. Yes. Keep your level of engagement. Mm-hmm. Stay on the dance floor. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. next week, no, two weeks from now. No, we that's will in two reveal weeks. the winner and the movie we are going to be talking about for our second anniversary. Oh, and it's a late it's it's a later's of the lost lark. Uh huh. I can't even say it better than you did. <laughs> Wait, did you just pick the one? It's that we're an Indian. Talk about? No, I didn't. I was just giving a subliminal message to some of our audience members, and if they picked up on that, great. But it really is up to them which Indiana Jones movie we review. That is truly the goofiest of the Indiana Jones. That's where they like well, eat monkey brains. I think a guy rips a heart out of another man. I think it sounds fun. But you know what? That's not for me to decide. This is not our call. So I'm not trying to influence anyone as far as their choice. If they pick the third one, I will have to work on my Sean Connery. Oh, don't work on it. You've already nailed it. You've nailed a lot of great impressions in this uh podcast that we do i'm i'm genuinely surprised and proud when you um i'm kind of disappointed when we watch a movie like this where there are no accents or no one to really make fun of you don't want to imitate thor you don't think you want to imitate i don't know how and okay okay. my god was vincent d'onofrio a super hunk in the 80s (laughs) was he super hunk or was he oddly like it was clear that he had like that wasn't his hair and his body was sort of vaselined up. It was clear. Listen, but yes. Vincent D'Onofrio nowadays looks like he has some sort of mental disability. Yeah. So <laughs> to see him like I mean, he was pretty jacked. Okay. He was kind of yeah. oiled up, I think, too, which was kind of yeah, yeah. weird. Well, he worked at a McC- yeah. he worked in a garage, and he was so, so young, like greasy. yeah, yeah. So so yeah, he was. Uh, that was and interesting. So superheroic. I saw in the credits. I was like, oh, he's in this movie, and I was <laughs> literally, I was like, was he that weirdo tow truck driver? Because <laughs> that's <laughs> kind of how he looks now. <laughs> 
But then I went, no, that dude is way too old. And I sort of forgot that he was in the movie until Thor showed up. And I went, wow, I, look at him. I remembered Thor, but I remembered, like, I think I remember Thor from the Marvel comic movies now, like, which I know can't be the same Thor, obviously. <laughs> but I think that's who I was picturing. And then when I saw Vincent, I was like, oh, right. Oh, right. Awkward 80s Thor. <laughs> right. I got you. It's not Chris Hemsworth or whatever. No, right, right. <clears throat> But he does it. He's great. He does a great job. He I should think. play like Thor's dad. I'm sure they already did that in one of the movies, <laughs> but that would be really great. Nobody would get it. Nobody at all watching that movie would understand. But I think people would make connections. I do think that this was a movie that was, um, well, okay, let's, should we start? Are we going to talk oh, yeah, about yeah, it? Yeah, we, we should. We should. And I do, gonna, I okay. should say like 87 is my year like anytime mm. i'm looking for movies for us to talk about and i see a movie and i'm like i must have seen this 500 times it's always 87 so this is when you were watching your most i i really do think out. that it must have been like the summer of 88 because that's when these probably would have come on hbo that right, right. i just watched every new everything movie many many times yeah okay okay all right, so this is Adventures in Babysitting, <laughs> 1987. As I said, uh, directed mm-hmm. by Mr. Christopher Columbus. Right. Not only did he set sail, but he directed movies. He, he, he... Yep. He was like, while I'm enslaving indigenous people, <laughs> I had a great idea for a movie. Uh, he wrote a lot of really good movies. He wrote uh, yeah, Gremlins, Goonies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He doesn't direct a whole lot, and his directing career has gone downhill. This was his first movie that he directed, oh. though. So that's pretty good. Okay. Right out of the gate, you do yeah. something like this? That's, I mean, you're in Chicago. You're on the streets. Right? Chicago is the city that They never places. say it. Nobody in this well, movie you, says oh, yeah. the word Chicago. And I kind of understand why, because this movie is so anti-city. Yeah, they are. Everything. Even, like, the gang members are like, you're in the city. Yeah. (laughs) This is what it's like. We're going to kill you. (laughs) I think it's trying to make it more like Umbrella, more general. Like, this adventure could happen in any babysitter city. Every city is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I expected at the end of this to be, like, sponsored by the Society for Suburban Living. Like, (laughs) That's what I thought was going to happen at the end of this movie because everything is like, we're going into the city at night. At night? Yeah. It's almost like these kids jumped into Escape from New York. Like, that's, it's just gang members and gritty, gross monster people. Don't forget the blues club. You got the blues club that they get to hang in and they get to sing. Yeah, that's pretty fun. It is. The city is is a savory place. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's not nearly as sweet as a suburb. All right. So um, let's, now that we've talked about the entire movie, let's talk about yeah. this movie. So let's get into um, it. Right. It opens with mm-hmm. one of the, I think this might be one of the greatest openings in. Oh, it's uh, so fun. It's, and, and Elizabeth Shue is in this movie and she's super adorable. How did oh, I. I think the whole cast of, I think the whole cast does a really great job. Uh, comic. C- c- comic timing wise and just like they're all just fun yeah right i can't say that any of them i'm like oh and then, then that one even brenda 
with her goofiness. But yeah, Elizabeth Shue sort of, this is, she shines. She's funny. She's adorable. She wears her grandpa's long coat. And I guess she has had a very good career, right? I feel like she's an actress where there's a lot of blind spots for me. Like, I watched this movie so many times as a kid. I never saw Cocktail. And then... Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it was like, what? Ten years later, I saw Leaving Las Vegas. But I never connected the fact that she was the girl in Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now I don't know what she does. So... I, I think she does what all good eighties actors do is I think she's on CSI episodes. <laughs> I can see now. that. I can see that. <laughs> but um I I agree. I think that she's had a pretty good career overall. I I think. I mean, I don't know by her standards, but yeah. This this opening, like Jamie, in my weird like twelve year old fantasy mind, I thought every girl did this in the morning when they got oh, dressed. Like, I, we want to, we wanted to, like that was so. What's so fun about it? Like it was the perfect. I know I overuse the word titular, but it was sort of the titular like eighties. Like this is what I do: a sing and a dance. I remember what was it? Uh, what was the song that she? Was uh, then to? he kissed me. And then he kissed me. Oh yeah, and then. She's got, and even her bedroom, her little bedroom with the cute little flowery wallpaper, mm-hmm. and she sort of got that like kind of princessess bed, and and she's dancing around and getting ready in a little dress, and it's just fun. Oh yeah, it's just totally fun. And it's going to be the best night of her life. She is. Oh yeah, so excited. We're getting ready for because, it because, mm-hmm. and she's she's dating super hunk Bradley Whitford. <laughs> Yeah, the bad guy from Billy Madison. Even, like, what are we supposed to buy that he is that the, he's in the, high school? What does his license plate say? Cool dude or cool guy or so cool? Cool guy. I think it's cool guy uh, or so. Cool. I think it's so, so cool. cool. Yeah, he is not. What you couldn't get? I know. I keep coming back to Matt Dillon or something like. You couldn't get an attractive leading man. I know. To be like the heartthrob what if, of the what if, what if D'Onofrio played this character and Bradley oh. Whitford, who slapped a wig on Bradley Whitford and he could be Thor? No, we can't see. That swap wasn't going to happen. All right. That swap. No. So he he breaks the date. They have a date. She's excited about it, right? And, and His little sister's not... sick, Jamie. His oh, little yeah. sister is sick. With the pukes, right? Yeah. It's a stomach thing. Yeah. It's very yeah. contagious. He he couldn't mm-hmm. even kiss her. It's so contagious. No. And yeah. they were going to go to this fancy restaurant. French restaurant. Oh, sure, It sure. was going to be the best night, but no, he, he's got to cancel. And she's honest with him. He says, are you disappointed? She says, well, yeah, I am. But you know what? This is what happens. And now she's ready to be sad. She confesses to her best friend. Brenda. Four-eyed Brenda. Yep. That she's, um, you know, she just wants to... <laughs> She wants to, she wants to, Brenda's hold, she's got these giant glasses, she's got these giant earrings, she has this giant sweater. Remember when the 80s, part of the 80s was like the oversize. I definitely played into that. I wore oversized t-shirts with tight little stretchy pants because that's what I got, you well, did Well, I got to tell 80s. you, you watched, um, you saw Stranger Things, right? Oh, of course, The moment yeah. I saw Brenda, I was like, oh, she's like that girl's friend. Oh, yeah, Stranger like so, yeah. <laughs> Like, uh-huh. that must be who they modeled that character yes. after because yes. she mm-hmm. is, like you said, with the big sweater and those glasses uh-huh. are enormous. And they're, they're always crazy like huge the, for her face. 
every time I watch something that's like an 80s parody, somebody's wearing those glasses. So I love to see stuff like this to go, oh, that's not a joke. Like, that's right. real. Yeah. Oh. Brenda should have gone with her. I don't think that family would have given a shit what Chris did or who Chris brought with I her. Agree. They, they wanted no, to they, get out of that house. Yeah. They had an outing to get to. Yeah. And, uh, but, so, but you're right. For some reason, uh, Brenda insists that Chris babysits, perhaps so she could plot her runaway. Um, and Chris goes. And all of a sudden, this love struck teenager. <laughs> And let us not meant to forget to mention, or I noticed that she goes from being like a, a teenager sort of in love to all of a sudden she's in this long coat with these winter gloves and she's driving a station wagon. Like she transforms into an older person. Like throughout this movie, you're meant to believe she's a senior in high school, right? But she doesn't really ever, to me, look like no. that. No. The only time she looks and acts like a high school girl is when she's singing during the opening credits. That's it. Then she's like a 35-year-old woman. She's got a job to do. She is very serious. And, you know, she lives near Chicago. She's prepared for the weather with that enormous yeah. <laughs> But, again, as a kid watching it, I was like, that... She looks great in that coat. Like, she looks great. <laughs> totally. But, yeah, so now we're introduced to this family. There's mm -hmm. the mom and the dad who are nondescript. I, I don't even know who they are. They could have been famous people. I didn't even bother yeah. looking them up because they're barely in this. And there's a little girl named Sarah who's obsessed mm -hmm. with Thor for some mm -hmm. reason. It mm -hmm. doesn't... But obsessed, obsessed with Thor. Like her whole room, her room is decorated Thor. She colors a picture of Thor and she uses her brother's clearasol to get the coloring yep. right on Thor. Yep. She wears a Thor crown or, or headpiece, I, I, I do guess. think it's great when she's using his clearasol and he's just sitting there and he's like, I can't believe it. Why would you use my clearasol? Oh, no. I have zith. You can hear her in the background going, this might be my best Thor I've ever drawn. Yeah, <laughs> But yeah, so she's obsessed with Thor and she wears like a plastic Thor helmet with the uh -huh. wings on the side. Uh -huh. um, does she have a hammer? Yeah, she, she does. does? She okay. has because she she carries it around. She offers him when she meets who she thinks is Thor, she offers him her crown, but she also carries It's a his helmet, Jamie. It's not a crown. Oh. oh, yeah, it is like a helmet. Well, it doesn't fasten under her chin, so it's not like a fasten helmet. It could still be considered a crown of okay, swords. Okay, all right. <laughs> the crown of Thor. You don't know. Right. So, like guys that work on a construction site, they wear crowns. <laughs> you need that chin They crown. would love to think that. What? It makes the job that much more honorable. It, you're, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Oh, this isn't my work helmet. It's not my construction helmet. It's my construction crown. It's a regal All job. Right. So, All right. so she's All obsessed right. with Thor. And mm -hmm. the son, Brad, he's obsessed with the babysitter. Yeah, he's got a little bit of a crush and no one is afraid to talk about it. They all know. Everybody <laughs> everyone knows. It's Down not to the mom is even like, what are you trying to look cute for the babysitter for? <laughs> Yeah. At one point, she's like, stop bothering her. Stop drooling all over the babysitter. Yeah. Get in here. I got to talk to you. And and I, I have to say, he's he's pretty adorable in his own little uh, mm -hmm. uh, 
way. And again, very, very funny. How, did you look him up on IMDb? Uh, no, not really. No. Well, he does still work. You should know that. And he's okay. not as adorable as he was in his teen years. All right, okay. But it he he does kind of look like himself in a weird okay. way. But right. as yeah, I mean, time does make monsters of us all, Jamie. Well, <laughs> I don't mean that. Like he came up. I mean, I still think he's got a charm about him in mm-hmm. his look now. But he definitely, it's like he looks like himself, but grown up, which is weird as an adult to still look like your kid self. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, like like Ralph Macchio. Yeah, yes, it's like a creepy. Like, why do you still look like that? You should look like an adult now, but you don't. You still look like. So I think that's sort of the same, or at least the picture I saw online. Um, he, he, yeah, he still looks like himself, which I guess is a good thing. He's aged well, sure. but yeah, he hasn't aged. All right, well, okay. <laughs> Jamie with the brain news right. that people have aged. <laughs> So he's not like a wizard, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. So he also so so the thing is is that he is supposed to go sleep at his best friend's mm-hmm. house that night. So really, uh, Chris only has to worry about Sarah. Um, right. But his annoying best friend. Oh uh, yeah. Shows up, and mm-hmm. he kind of says, "Nope." I'm not sleeping over at your house. I'm staying here. Well, especially because he knows who's there. Yeah. His best friend knows that it's the baby. Everyone knows that this kid is goofy about this well, babysitter. And besides the kid being goofy for the babysitter, this is when we also realize, is this when he, no, it's not till later. When the best friend shows the magazine that also becomes sort of a, or the playboy. Yeah. When does that, I think they're in the car, right? Is in that the when car he first brings on the, it into out? the city. Yeah. He yeah. pops it out, but he's got it with him. So, he kind of sneaks onto their their, their yeah. He like gloms onto their adventure. Well, because P.S. She's going into the city because she gets a frantic call as she's about to settle in for her night of babysitting. She's literally school. been there ten minutes. Like I do yeah, not know exactly. how Brenda got to the city. <laughs> no, Brenda's cabbie is quick, and Brenda has called a cab and is in the city and is called hysterically. Um, again, not, not in a time of cell phones. So Brenda knew to call the house that she was babysitting uh-huh. at to say, you got to help me. I'm at the bus station. I didn't think this through. <laughs> I've run away and, and I can't really run away. <laughs> right. She's not good at running away. She gets away and then she's like, come back and get me. Right. <laughs> I got to the bus station and I, I, yeah. Yeah. So. So she's a good friend, though. Elizabeth Chu is a good friend, and, and she first she is going to go alone. The kids won't let her, so they all, yeah. They yeah, all I mean, it's going. really like the kids, or I guess Sarah sees it as an opportunity to go to the city. And yes. Brad sees it as an opportunity to spend more time with this babysitter. Right. And then his stupid friend shows Darryl. up, and then right. he's able to get involved. So they all pile in this car into and the they station head wagon. to the bus station and they're on the freeway on the expressway if you will what do you call it a freeway an expressway I, I would, an interstate I would call it a, a freeway or a highway okay yeah mm-hmm. okay <laughs> <laughs> yep oh also during Brenda's call Brenda does get some really good lines she said that she saw a bald chinese lady with no pants <laughs> oh yes and then this is when the homeless guy is trying to throw her out of the phone uh, booth, of his, and the guy right. threatens her with a gun. 
Well, he doesn't really threaten her. He just kind of shows it to her in like an alluring way. Like, look what I have. But that's threatening, right? Like if someone did that to me and they had a firearm, I'd be like, this is a threatening situation. Yeah. He wants me. Yeah. Yeah. He wants me to be aware that he's. Yeah. Right. He has a gun because he's going to start asking me to do things. (laughs) Right. And now she still has her full vision at this point. But Mm -hmm. like, yeah, everybody does keep saying downtown, the city. And you mm-hmm. don't even really know it's Chicago until they actually get into the city and you sort of see landmarks. Like you see the Sears Tower and stuff like that. And but, I guess, yeah, if you know the skyline of Chicago. Yeah, but until that time, I it's yeah, they cold. Never really... you know, but this could have been New York for all I knew. Yeah. Well, it's, like you said, it's just sort of your – it's just a city. Yeah. Baseline. But, city. but another, another great part is um, before they get in the car – she says to the boys, she's like, if you better straighten up or else mm-hmm. I'm going to murder you. I'm going oh, to yeah, when stab she them, yeah. you. And then Daryl, the annoying friend, is like, you're going to rape us? And rape us? <laughs> but also in the car on the way down, we find out that her boyfriend, Bradley Whitford's a real jerk. And he wants yeah, to beat, he's up beat them the up. the red-haired yeah. Mm-hmm. Daryl kid. Yeah. Oh, we should say that Daryl um, is um, Anthony Rapp. Do you know who Anthony Rapp is? Yeah, he's Daryl. He is Daryl in Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> but he was also in uh, Rent. Ah, I guess. And he was the yeah. guy who I guess played the same character in the Rent movie. <laughs> he also came okay. to a college that I worked at once yeah. a few years ago Just... to perform or to speak i don't know i didn't go but uh oh, he was there okay. that's all well there you yeah. go because it wasn't i i remember I, w- I would walk through the halls of the school and for a while afterwards i would see this picture of him but i didn't know who he was and it was like from rent or whatever and it wasn't mm-hmm. until i looked him up on imdb and it was the same picture and you're like he was at the school i know him so even when you saw him in the movie you didn't recognize him no 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 no, he's he's a pretty attractive guy now. Um, he, so he's aged. He, he's aged, yes. He is aged. <laughs> but So he's not a wizard either, but he is aged okay. well, I guess. Okay. All right. All right. I like how when they're going into the city, Sarah seems to think that Thor lives in a high rise in the city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like all superheroes do. Why would she? Don't a lot of superheroes. Don't some superheroes, like. I don't know. Don't they live in high rises? I don't know the beginnings of Thor. I'm not a uh, hip to superheroes. He's like a but I know god, like uh Well, she's misinformed. You would think that she, the biggest <laughs> Thor fan out there, should know that he probably doesn't live in Chicago. Well, perhaps she thinks that he's I I you know what? I don't know. I didn't I didn't think right. that far. Anyway, into that's her. not important. It's not important until mm-hmm. we meet Thor. Thor, right. 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 But this is where, mm-hmm. as you said, the boy Daryl pulls out a Playboy in the backseat of the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With a girl who looks just like their babysitter. She's a shoo-in. She's a doppelganger. Would is you say she's an Elizabeth shoo-in? You could, and I'd agree. You're absolutely right. Well, I mean, it's, it's yeah. And she's she's never fully neckhead, at least not that we see in the Playboy. No. But she is provocatively Playboy pose. Well, they're able to use like Playboy, like it literally says Playboy, mm-hmm. so they must have gotten yeah. permission. Yeah, it's not and, like it says like yeah. Right. I could only imagine that Hugh Hefner was probably pretty upset when he saw the movie, and he's like, "None of my centerfolds are fully clothed." 
<laughs> That's insane. No way. You'd at least see butt crack. You don't even see butt crack. Because I don't even, I think she's like in a robe and like turning around. Right, the yes. that you see. And even when they're yeah. at the frat house, you see the smaller picture and she's just fully clothed in all of them. Yeah. Which I guess yeah. it was like Elizabeth Shue must have taken those photos, right? Yeah, like I that's think it's pretty. Clear that's that her. It's we not. never see mm-hmm. the images for very long, but that's got to be her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but but <laughs> now I will say that he's he's pretty honorable, um, and he he makes Daryl throw the magazine away. No, he throws it out the window. Just, he takes yeah, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Throws it out the window. Daryl's pretty upset about this because it's his dad's. It is his dad's, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Daryl didn't get this from some like corner store or something like that, right? So they do, they get a flat tire. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, they're driving along. They're having a great time. Oh, she's telling uh, a funny story, Elizabeth Chu. Well, not a funny story. She's telling the story about the um, the babysitter when the man with the the hand that's a hook comes to the door, and he's he's a hairy man, and he tries to scrape, scrape, scrape the kids, right? Isn't that he's the story she's telling? The story. He scrapes the children's faces off. Yeah. <laughs> Because the babysitter finds the kids in bed with no faces. No like, faces, this right? Is a horrible so, story. Yeah, like this is just, and Sarah's into it, but they're all just kind of having fun with mm-hmm. it, right? And then, oh, they blow the tire, right? And tire when they get out of the flat. car, Daryl laughs like a lunatic. He's oh, just he's laughing of, like yeah. a maniac. Yeah. They all start to laugh like it's the funniest flat tire they've ever seen. Like Sarah thinks it's so fun that this has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and and really, the only one that's concerned is is our babysitter. Yeah, well, until right? they find out that there's it's no Chris. tire, she's just kind of put out by everything. She's like, "Oh, I got to change the tire, I guess." But right, there's right. no spare. No spare. No spare. Spare isn't there. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You can't do anything. They don't have money. There are no cell phones, Jamie. There are no cell phones, and she oh, she doesn't realize yet. She goes to get her checkbook out Mm -hmm. and that's when she realizes she didn't even bring her purse she was so worried about brenda when she left the house she didn't even think to bring her purse she doesn't have her license she doesn't have her checkbook because when you're in high school you have a checkbook yeah why does she have a checkbook because you're 35 and in high school because you wear your grandfather's coat when you're a senior in high school that's why so it kind of does make sense yeah Yeah. a checkbook that didn't even i didn't even think about that or notice that yeah. Yeah. I always remember yeah, no. thinking that adults paid for things with checks when I was a kid and I had to go and like buy I swear I had to go buy a tire once. And I was oh. I was in like the garage and mm-hmm. the guy was like, Well, your tire's gonna be blah blah blah, whatever the amount was. And I looked at my wallet mm-hmm. and I had a ton of cash. And I remember thinking do people pay for things like this in cash? That seems Oh, weird. is this what I write the check I was for? Like, yeah. I remember pulling out like $200 in cash and being like, is this right? And, and is this how right? I interact with them? <laughs> and oh, then and thinking back, I'm like, that guy must have thought I was an idiot. Like that guy must have thought yeah. I didn't know how He's to like, count or something. Or that you didn't understand the, the like exchange that's supposed to happen. Yes, I want this. I give you this. You're like, do I? Right. He might have thought want... I was an alien that had come down from another planet. You didn't know what to – you're like, so do you want milk bones for this or you want – I guess this cash in my wallet will do. When the tire gets flat, we're just so happened that a, 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 a – um, 
not a pickup truck. What it is, is it? a tow truck. <laughs> a tow truck uh, appears mm-hmm. uh, with our friendly, oh, what is his name? JP, right? Oh, yeah, Pruitt. yeah. He has, his, he has his initials in lights uh-huh. on the front of the car. Truck. He's so nice, but it does make sense. He says, essentially, like, she goes, He's he wants to tow them. He wants to bring them to the nearest, you know, and even pay for it, right? Because isn't she like, we we can't afford. And she's like, why you can't do that? Why would you do that? He's like, well, I can't leave you all here on the side of the road. Right. Great point. You can't. What's a good conscience, JP? Right? right. Little do we know, he's a boyfriend killer. Well, he could be a spouse murderer, too. <laughs> We're not sure exactly <laughs> yeah. what happens. No, we see the boyfriend later. He's still alive. I don't know if his wife is. Oh, yeah, that's true. We don't know. And is she the wife or is she a girlfriend? So he gets and them in the car. Does he even he, know he, these people? I don't know. He could just be an insane <laughs> yeah, person. That's true. <laughs> and then all of a sudden when he meets back up with the kids and he's like, hey, I'm a fugitive. I'm on the run. <laughs> like, yay, I've murdered people. And now I'm going to save you. From what? I don't know what he's saving them from at that point. I do like how they, well, I guess, I mean, it's a city, but, like, how did they all meet up at the same oh, hospital it, at the same Jamie, time? Jamie, Chicago's like a small town. <laughs> it's, uh-huh. They all pile in the cab of this truck. Um, he's talking about his hook hand and how a car fell on it or whatever. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. But then he gets a call over his CB radio from, mm-hmm. I guess, a buddy mm-hmm. that's like, hey, your wife's cheating on you with this dude. And he's like, hold on, kids. We got to make a stop <laughs> We're going to, yeah, yeah. He drives, does he drive the truck into a car or up into the, up into the yard, something. Very close to the front right. window. And he yeah. jumps off the truck with a gun, busts in his house. You hear shots. A man dives mm-hmm. out the window of this house. Mm-hmm. The woman's mm-hmm. screaming. He's shooting. Their car gets shot, the window of their car. Oh, yeah. In in the tow truck. It's yeah, intense. The they jump out of the car. Yeah. Or the truck, they get into a parked car, mm-hmm. which is the car of the guy who's cheating with the guy. Yeah, oddly wife. enough, yeah. And he sees it because he's running to yes. his car as if to like get out. So now he sees <laughs> there in there, and he's like, "Hey, if you're being chased by a man with a gun." As luck would have it, his car is being stolen at that exact time, mm-hmm. right? Being hotwired by what's this guy's name? What's his name? Oh, they don't. He does have. I didn't really notice name. until the very end. I'm sure I wrote it down at the end. They do call him something. He does have a name. Yeah. He uses his full name even, I think. He's like Joe Anderson or something like that. Like he uses his... Joe Gip. Yeah. Yes. Yep. He, but he introduces himself as that. It's not like I'm just Joe. I think even when he says who he is, he says I'm Joe. Yeah. I, I mean, I mainly just referred to him as Car Thief throughout this. That's what I did. And yeah. I really didn't notice it until the end, but he's wearing a cool blue leather jacket. Like it's really <laughs> cool. <laughs> At the end I saw him in that jacket. I was like, that's a he's, really great jacket. He is a pretty cool cat because Oh yeah. He's so nice. Even though he sort of gets them in trouble to begin with because he's stealing the car. He's he so He's really the only legitimately nice person they meet in the city. Yes, I agree. I agree. It's like, hey, listen, not all us city folk are bad. So he is going to take them to the, um, he, he, he sold the car, which she doesn't realize at first. For as savvy as a babysitter as she is, Chris doesn't realize for a minute that 
he has stolen the car, right? No. isn't it in the backseat? They're like, uh, yeah. She doesn't realize that, yeah, the kids have to tell her that they're in a stolen car. Mm -hmm. And she Mm -hmm. flips out and goes into weird babysitter mode where she's like, you need to shut up. Take your cough syrup. Like, where'd she get the, she couldn't remember her purse, but she bought the kid's cough syrup? I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird moment in the movie where she kind of mm-hmm. loses her mind, but then, mm-hmm. uh, then that's it. You don't need more of that, no. right? No, no. You just need a minute where you know she's trying to be responsible. Right, right. But Joe says that does. he is going to take them to the train station mm-hmm. after he conducts some business. Well, they asked to go to the nearest mall. <laughs> yes, they? take us to the mall. <laughs> he's like, there's no mall. Where, where First, they just went are? out of the car, and he's like, what? I wouldn't even get out of the car in this neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, let's just go. I'll take you to the train station, but we have to run this one errand. Right. Again, not everybody thinks their shit out in this movie. So he doesn't think it through that maybe taking this babysitter and these kids to this chop shop is maybe not the best idea. He must have thought every one of these super criminals would be totally cool with this they would be okay with it they'd be like it's fine oh you need to just take him to that's cool just let him hang out here for a minute give him some it's it's amazing at this chop shop this totally illegal chop shop at one point the guy in charge is like all right boys it's quitting time and i'm like (laughs) what are you punching a clock well no because they're having their big meeting then the really shady uh, bad guys are going to have their meeting of right. the minds. And who is that? So the guy who plays, and again, I just call him bad guy. He's just, he sure looks like a got... skeleton. Just like a skeleton with skin stretched over the skull. <laughs> with the eye sockets all like bulgy and weird. But he uh, he's an old, t- like he's been in a lot of movies like from the, I want to say like the, four, like he was an actor for a long time. Looked like in some westerns and had been around. The kids get out of the car and um, the two boys are just, they're just hamming it up. I think it's Daryl that's like introducing himself to all these criminals and like shaking their hands and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's Uh very weird. Yeah, it is how how they're trying to like get like, hey, 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 we're just here. And the criminals, the thugs want nothing to do with No, and and I guess right around this time they start to understand that their lives may be in danger. Oh, yeah, that they're in maybe a shady, shady position. Yeah, and this is where, like, Skeletor or whatever tells Joe to to take them (laughs) up to the office. Yeah, while they finish their meeting. Yeah, and then we'll decide what to do with them, basically. Like, these kids are not – because now they know where the operation's at, so they're not going to just get off easy. They know where the operation's at. They've seen their faces. Like, this is – it's BMX bandits all over Yeah, it exists. Bad news, bad news BMX bandits. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they go up into this office, and mm-hmm. what do they see in this office? A Playboy. The, play- the same the Playboy. playboy. Mm-hmm. And I guess Daryl's thought is to steal this one so he has one to return to his dad. I'm thinking, yeah. He's got it. It's an important piece. Mm-hmm. Belongs to dad. He doesn't want it. So, yeah, he takes it off the desk, not realizing the very important notes that are inside. Oh, my God. Um, why? But why are there they notes also, in there? Why? Because he says, I took, where's that Playboy? I took notes. But the why The whole Boston you... deal is on there. Or is it Boston or Philly deal? He literally <laughs> says, losing those notes will set us back 
20 years. 20 years. Uh-huh. years. With, Why would you take notes on the Playboy? And later on, you see the centerfold and there's like eight words scribbled on it. It looks like a couple autographs. No, it's it's like bullet points. It's like eight <laughs> yes. bullet points. Yeah. It's probably like steal cars, strip cars, resell <laughs> cars, Boston. <laughs> but they can't keep that straight. It's a lot of information. Right. Right. So they steal the Playboy and they manage to escape the office, but they have to like walk well, they, across the scaffolding. It's kind of fun when they do. They walk across, they 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 spy the hole in the ceiling and they walk across very gingerly through the the beams uh, on top of it. Now yeah. it's it's interesting how the ceiling is kind of open. It's this giant sort of garage and None of the bad guys see. They're so into their meetings. Nobody looks They don't up. even see these kids. Kind of tightrope walking above them. A little bit of rust even gets into the one guy's coffee mug. Not not to notice. And these kids get out, but just in the nick of time. They escape. Because they do realize. Well, right? they realize that the Playboy has all the notes for this important meeting. Yeah. So mm-hmm. better run upstairs and get it. And it is mm-hmm. great because the guy who goes up to get the Playboy kind of walks around the office looking for this Playboy for 10 minutes, like not even noticing that these five people. There were five humans in, in there, yeah, that are no longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Joe does see them. He sees them get yes. away. He sees the whole mm-hmm. thing. He's standing there watching Oh, and he's like thing. proud about it. Like you watch him sort of smile like, you yeah. know, you and go The whole guys, time I'm thinking, you know? you're going to be killed, man. Like, Yeah, this is not going to look good on your end. No. First, yeah. they probably would have killed you regardless but if they mm-hmm, get away mm-hmm. you're super dead but he's not super dead yet because once mm-hmm. everyone realizes these kids are gone then it's a big chase they they are gonna go find yes. these kids and it's all of the bad guys running after the kids it's a fun little chase through the alley and down through a... yeah they run down all the back alleys and everything oh, and then yeah. they mm-hmm. they end up in the uh they run out on in the nightclub at a mm-hmm. blues bar mm-hmm. I guess. And you can't leave without <laughs> singing the blues. Yeah. The, Is that right? It, now, first of all, this leads to probably one of the more famous scenes in the movie and one of the better oh, scenes yeah. in the movie. But this whole idea is crazy to me that they wouldn't just let them leave and that anybody here who's paid to see this blues band wants to see. Is now going to watch this girl sing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it tells you how charismatic the blues band is, and it tells you how oddly placed, I guess, their stage door was. Oh, yeah. Because where was their stage door that she was able to jump up on the I stage? I mean, it, with must have, it must have opened onto the stage, right? Right, right. Where she now, because they, well, no, the bad guys, when they chase them, do get into the club, but they can't get to them because they are now performing. They are. And she does a great job singing the babysitter's blues, right? Isn't that what it is? Baby, baby. Baby, sitting blues. Mm-hmm. She tells the whole tune. story. All the stuff that we know. Yeah. Brenda. Yeah, she fills us up to a bluesy kind of background. Tells the whole story. The kids right? get into it. They even chime mm-hmm. in for a line oh, yeah. or two each. And they're great little backup singers. They're 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 doing their little dance. Um, she First, she refuses to sing. She can't sing. She don't want to. And then once she gets into it, boy. Oh, they're dancing too? Up. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. great. They're all mm-hmm. not just dancing. Ball. They have like a routine. They hold each other. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
It's pretty good. It it is. Yeah, it it loosens her up. Yeah, yeah. It's no, one of it's the really better fun. parts of this movie, definitely. I agree. And anybody, agree. even people that have seen this movie like once thirty years ago, this is probably what they remember. That and Thor. That, that and well, Thor. Thor. I guess. I yeah. remember that the little girl was obsessed with Thor. I totally forgot that they meet Thor. Oh, I remembered that they met Thor, and I re- I also remembered her being on the window at the end of the, the big building, like of her climbing out and kind of scaling the window outside of her parents' party and being like, ah, I'm out here. Yeah, um, yeah. but nobody in yeah. this crowd before they – well, everybody in the crowd gets into it. Once they start singing, yep. everybody in the no. crowd loves it. They are, First they give them looks, like, they what give are you them doing? Looks, but nobody, a, like, yeah. I just expect people to yell, like, get off the stage. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You does. suck. They just no, sit there no. and They silence. give her a chance. They give her a chance, yep. And she comes through with her babysitting blues. And they all enjoy it. It is a mm-hmm. huge hit. And then they leave. They just run away. Yeah, then they're on. They did what they had to do. He said that everybody here has to sing the blues, they sang. Right. And they go on. Now they do, he says the same line to the bad the guys. Bad Nobody guys. leaves here without singing to the blues, but we don't really get to that. No. They obviously it's weird, though, too, because why did he say it to them? They came, they were in the crowd. Like, they were new, I guess, in the crowd? I don't know. They were, this, I don't know. Do you have to do this every day at this club? Like every time somebody walks in, in the middle it's of like the show? It's like an initiation. Yeah. Oh my God. At some point too, we remember, cause now we're having fun. We're, we're mm-hmm. supposed to be looking for Brenda, getting the car to get to the bus station to get to Brenda. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. We've forgotten about Brenda and at this point. All of a sudden, doesn't she, what is it? Oh, oh, oh. When they get out back onto the streets. They're like in it. They're like in the city, yes. right? So Daryl meets up with a prostitute, yes. right? A younger, and he's kind of getting her 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 information and everything. And Chris goes over and is like, <laughs> "Well, what are you? Are, are you I, like I'm 17?" And she says, "I'm 17 too." It's a very real. Uh, moment. I ran away from home. Yeah, it is a very <laughs> real a- moment. She's she ran away from home, and now she's a prostitute. And um, suddenly it clicks. Oh, yeah, someone ran away from home. Brenda, we have to go back and find and Brenda. I love how terrified she is. Like, Brenda yeah. is probably a prostitute by now. She's prostituting him now, yeah. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, before all this happened, Brenda, this is before this, um, the blues, the, the baby, baby sitting blues happened. Brenda loses her glasses to the homeless woman. We see no, that. She doesn't lose them. Right. That woman straight up steals those things. Brenda goes to take a nap at the most dangerous bus station in the city. I love how all the chairs have down. TVs on them. Yes, I know. How fun was that, right? It's great. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But yeah, she gets her glasses stolen and then she pets a rat because she uh-huh. thinks it's a kitten. She thinks it's a kitten. She gets mad at the custodians for wanting to kill it. Um, and the Chris and the crew get panicked. So they go to find Brenda and they jump on the uh, train. They jump the turnstile, right? Well, they're being chased still. Are they they're now being still chased being chased? They... Yeah. They didn't, yeah. they didn't get further away. I guess the bad guys had to sing a whole routine while they talked to a hooker. I guess. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, so the bad guys chase them. The kids and Chris managed to get onto the train at the last second. Mm-hmm. And then they're <laughs> then they're in a train car where the video for Beat It starts to break out. Like Yeah, exactly. The two gangs come. These two gangs, like one is just wearing yep. red leather vests. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And the other gang isn't. It's the sharks and the jets. The sharks and the jets are against each other, right? And they're they're gonna fight. And in the meantime, they're also probably gonna injure Chris and the gang. Right. right. I mean, that's why she stands up to break up this gang fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just to ask if they could wait until they get off at the next. Till they leave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they call her a bitch. Oh, right? yes. Which is what makes um, Brad feel, feel well, oh, you know, he then he feels the need to stand kinda, up. Right? He kind of does because he just sits there and then Daryl goes, hey, man, are you going to let them get away with that? But then he goes, I was just kidding. <laughs> right? After he does. Um, yeah, he Brad steps up to these creeps who have knives. Right? The mm-hmm. gang member comically throws the knife in a weird Cut scene, he throws the knife straight down right through Brad's foot. Right through his foot. Yeah. And she uh-huh. pulls the knife out of his foot. Yeah. yeah. And then, yes, you can say the line because it's a great line. Well, they say, don't fuck with the Lords of Hell. I love how their gang's name is the Lords of Hell. <laughs> and she says, don't fuck with the babysitter. And I have a question. Is that how the scene ends? Uh, yeah. Okay. Because then all they're all right. of a sudden so they're off the train. see them get out of that situation. No, she just threatens them and then they're off okay, the train. Okay, we can and only then... assume she was able to threaten She was them. threatening enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. She was intimidating enough with her right. F-bomb drops and her, just the fact that she had that knife in her hand. They thought this crazy biatch, we don't know what she's I like do. to think that was the one knife that that gang had. <laughs> like, oh That's no. That's all they had. And once she took it, they were like, shit. <laughs> that babysitter took our knife. That other gang, because they still have a knife, is going to beat us. But they get off the train and now he's injured. He's got the, the foot injury. And luckily, um, Sarah spots the hospital sign. Directly at a hospital. Mm-hmm. Wonderfully convenient, just great. Where Bradley needs, I think, a stitch. He gets he off gets stitch one stitch on his by dressing. the most bored doctor I've <laughs> ever seen. Uh. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's his eyes are half mask. His head in one hand yeah. while he stitches him with the uh-huh. other. One. While he gives, and he hears that his other. He has another patient who has died yes, of a stab of a wound. Stab wound. There's a lot of right. stabbings going on. Maybe, maybe one of the guys from the fight on the train. Maybe that's oh, how that maybe. fight. Maybe ended. we don't put all that together there. No. But, but so initially the news is given to Chris because there's a miscommunication. <laughs> the doctor's been told he's had a stab stab wound victim yeah. that is uh, dead. Yep. And when Chris and and Sarah and Daryl find the doctor and say, how's our friend? He mistakenly uh, confirms that the friend is dead. Yeah. Because. Chris takes it harder than anyone else there. she's just trying to babysit. It's been a long night. Well, yeah, you're right. She was supposed to be picking up her friend who ran away and trying to protect these kids. And now this kid has died from a foot. No, you're right. And your life as a babysitter would be over. Like if if a child died in your And you're just like, what is this? How is this my life right now? So she passes out. When she comes to, she thinks it's all a dream. P.S. It's not. But he's okay. He's fine. Which is the good thing. Bradley is fine. It, it, he's survived. He gets loving hugs from his sister and his best friend. And, um, oh, P.S. Who else is at this hospital? The crazy tow J.P. Truck Pruitt. Driver. The lunatic truck tow truck driver. Yeah. He's there, too. This is when he busts in and he's like, I'm going to save you kids because the, the cheating guy is at the hospital and he's like, those are the kids that stole my car. And mm-hmm. then 
this insane hook hand man like punches him or does something. Takes him down, yeah. And they all escape. They don't have a car. They don't even know where their car is at but, this okay, point. Okay, but that's why it's an adventure. You see, that's why it's an adventure. So they're told when they meet up with JP, hook hand man, he kind of shed some good news on their adventure thus far. Like, yeah, your car is still at the shop. It's right where it's supposed to be. I've paid for the window because that was my fault. You have a gunshot through your window, and that was my bad. But um, you're just going to have to pay the 50 bucks to get the tire. So even though they don't have the 50 bucks in the checkbook, at least they know the car's okay and the the shattered window's going to be. It's ready uh, to be driven to Brenda. Get her and then get home. Everything's that's ready to the go. Ultimate goal, right, is to get Brenda. But okay, so now they're ready. Okay, yay! Let's just figure it out and go. And there's a there's a frat party happening. Uh, there's a frat yeah. party at the University of Chicago. I guess. Why not? We'll say all of this takes um, place in a, a singular neighborhood. I guess. <laughs> well, they go into this frat house because Sarah has to pee. Oh yeah, Sarah has to go and she can't hold it. She's got to make. She's got to make. She's like a dog. She has to make. So they go into this frat house. It's a big frat mm-hmm. house. There's a, there's a party there's, happening. There's a, party there's a live band on. playing. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a live band of older mm-hmm. men playing. It, it's very strange. Mm-hmm. It's like Huey Lewis in the news. They do sound – they sound a lot like like a blending <laughs> of Huey Lewis in the news and like um, that era Bruce Springsteen. Like if you take yep. those two and mash them up, yeah, that's what this band is. That's the band at the at – the, but and they're there's old men, they're not guys. college kids. No, no, the band is is older, right? You're like, why exactly are you here? Yeah, and I'm like, didn't we just see a live band ten minutes ago in this movie? Oh yeah, we saw the live blues band. Now we have another live white, right? Right, kind a of rock and roll band. band. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they, uh, yeah, which so they're playing the hits at the party, and some of the college dudes notice that. Um, the babysitter, Chris, walks in, and she looks like the centerfold for the Playboy. Right? They have a copy? Everyone yep. has a copy. This is It's everywhere. This is a pretty... of Playboy, I guess. Probably not, but they really played up. People know about this, yeah. this centerfold. Mm-hmm. Right. So they, two dudes come up to her and are like, hey, this is you, da-da-da. And the... I'm going to call him the actor who hates Paul Rudd. <laughs> I don't know who that guy does is. Does he that hate plays... Paul Rudd or does well, he love Paul he... Rudd? Or Wait, this guy has no feelings about Paul Rudd. I think Paul Rudd loves this guy, right? <laughs> okay, maybe. I think this guy is sad. He's, he's thinking if Paul Rudd didn't exist, then maybe he had a better play at a career. But unfortunately, Paul Rudd came along and this guy got stuck with the Father of the Bride series. Let's... Oh, and... wait, what? Is that who it I is? I think this guy was, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He looked kind of familiar, but I could not place him. But I just he looks kind of like thought Paul, was Rudd. Paul Rudd. I'm like, is that? I was like, oh, yeah. that's a tall Paul Rudd. Like, <laughs> With blue eyes. Yeah. <laughs> he does look just but like But it's not. Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's the sensible one. Uh, uh-huh. I, uh-huh. This guy, everything about him screamed rapey creep to me. Like every time <laughs> he spoke, I was like. This dude's going to turn out to be like be some aware, creepy right. scumbag, right? Yeah. No, yeah. but he Mm-mm. oozes that Because he's feeling. almost too nice. He's like, let me pay for your spare tire. Let me walk you. Let me 
It is weird. So, okay, uh, it, so no, they make it, it becomes nice even worse because he is laying it on real thick, and she's like, "I'm 17," and he just keeps going. He's yeah! like, "Yeah, he's 17, like, all right." <laughs> but again, she's 17, and she looks like she's 35. Oh yeah, she was. So I, I did. Do. I did read that she was 24 when she made this. Uh, okay. And the okay. kids, the boys, they were 17. Uh, okay. So yeah, everybody's okay. playing a bit younger, I think. Okay, they're all taking it down. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, he, um... So creepy. <laughs> so this, uh, during this whole party, frat <laughs> party thing, as the, she's kind of hitting it off with the Paul Rudd wannabe, and poor Brad is just sort of heartbroken to watch this go down, because he kind of can see where this is a good guy, but he just doesn't like to see his crush into somebody else. And Sarah is gone, waiting in the long line, as we all can remember our college oh my God, yeah. line for the bathroom. Who makes a little girl wait in that line? I, I don't know. know, but you do. And who is it? Um, like, why is there a little girl here? <laughs> Nobody. I like, though, there's the one guy that comes out of the bathroom, and he's got, like, some kind of costume on, too, and he gives her, like, a <laughs> thumbs up, and she gives him a thumbs up, like, yeah, party on, Wayne, party on, Garth. Um, Although I do have to say, if you and I were back in college at a party and we saw a kid, I would have thumbs like up this. a little girl. Yeah, I would have been like, "You're awesome, little girl, rock on!" Right. <laughs> and in the meantime, of course, Daryl is hitting on some it's great. girl, broken-hearted, amazing. I love. Yeah, this. he's getting it on with some college girl. I love this. And- I was like, "This girl wants to fuck this little kid." Like, this is so yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's so into him. She's like, hey, uh-huh. you want to go to bed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She just openly says, so do you want to go to bed? He's like, oh, I'm 16. Yeah. He's so into this. A- yes. Yeah. I mean, of yeah. course he but is. But it ends, it, it, they get all pulled away from it, right? Even even Chris, she's kind of into this college guy, frat guy that is into her. But she's got She's a, easily she's got distracted. A- there are moments where yeah. she's forgotten that her friend is at a bus station, and this is another one of those times. Like, that is the goal. That is the goal. But he, so she gets to dance with him, right? Has a nice little yeah. intimate moment. Yeah. And then, again, she's like, wait a minute. I've got something I have to do. I can't be, like, whatever. I got to. And he offers. Maybe college isn't for her. Right? She's not, too. But then he, all of a sudden, after, like, a dance, he's offered to pay for her car tire. He can't get the full 50 bucks. He can get 45 together. Listen. He sees a season opportunity here. Let's not give this guy credit for being a All nice right, guy. Let's not I say he's a nice guy. He knows let's what can possibly happen with this inexperienced seventeen-year-old girl. Cards, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, he's made his way. He's made his way through every other girl at that party throughout the past mm-hmm. what two, three mm-hmm. years. I don't know how old I he is. I think he says he's a soft junior. I don't remember. Maybe he's senior. I don't know that he's okay. Either way, he's in college. She's he's seventeen, an older boy in college. and he's yeah. twenty. Ah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not that bad. He brings her to the garage where the car is. Now it's a sh- clearly a sh- with the forty five dollars. Now he does give her the money and drops her off the garage. I do think it's weird that it's clearly a shady garage. She peeks in and sees that the car is there and fixed. Yes. But before she speaks to anyone, he's like, all right, well, let me hang out and make sure that you're cool. She's like, nope, we're cool. You can just go. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the money. Get out of here. We don't need you here. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Mm-mm. Thanks for the ride. Um, give me your address. I'll write you a check. Again, she brings up all the time. I'll write you a check for the 
funny. It is really strange, though, because, again, I thought I understood what his motives were. But when she says, what's your address or phone number or something, I'll write you a check. He's like, oh, no, no, we're good. And he just drives away. And then he just says, maybe I'll see you around. Yeah. You live in a city, a big city, yeah. right? I was under I the thought. impression that Chris had never been to the city before either. Yeah, she yeah. seems totally out of her element. But yeah, but he just drives away and they are at seemingly an abandoned garage. Right, right. Very sketchy, very shady. He does drive away and they they go to get the car and who comes out from behind the the steam and and garage stench. Sweaty, muscular man Uh sleeveless. With Mm -hmm. a giant hammer and flowing blonde hair blonde locks. And kind of a can you do it, Thor? You can't. No, do it, Thor? I did not pay attention to anything he said. Okay. Sorry, because it's kind of gruffy. It is a little bit gruffy, but he, yeah, he first he's a stickler. Like you don't have the forty five dollars, you have forty five, not fifty. Right? Then you don't get your car. I want the fifty bucks. This is the city. You don't take advantage of. Right? <laughs> this is. He's like, this is the city. And this is the part where yeah, I'm like, yeah. everyone in this movie hates the city. He like, wants you to know suburbs versus city. It's a big diff. Sarah is awestruck. Yeah. Our little girl is like, this is Thor. This is the man that I color with clearasol. This is my hero. And she bows to him, and I think she says like, "You Thor of the universe, or whatever." It's and he's super like, adorable. It's really it cute is. the way she acts. It's really cute. He's not into it at first. He's like, nah, I'm not this guy. No. I don't know what you're... No. Yeah. No, not at all. And he's really mad about the, you know, the missing five dollars. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. she sweetly gives him her little, like, Thor helmet. Because she says that's why. That's why you can't be... That's why you're not trying, right? Doesn't she say something like, I know why. Yeah. It's because you don't have your... your I don't remember. Oh, no. She says something really good. cute and adorable when she hands it over. Like, I know why you can't be as cool as you should yeah. be. And when he goes to take it, all of a sudden he does have a change. He, of does. he does. He lets them take the car. He gives her even back the hat. And he's like, or the helmet or the yeah. the crown, whatever you want to call it. And he says, I have one of these. At home. It is very cute. He plays along. Very sweet. He gets very it. Sweet. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. little girl mm-hmm. has melted his hardened mechanic's heart (laughs) (laughs) and they are they are finally they finally have a car they're finally now we're good let's get to brenda who this is when she puts her glasses back on and gets freaked out and runs around screaming (laughs) runs around a bus terminal screaming and there are moments when she's like why don't you just get here chris Right? Yeah. She has to be a little freaked out because I don't know how long it's been, but it was daylight when she called. Yeah, it was. And And at one point, the parents say that they are leaving. They're going to go home or they're going to be home by 1 a.m. The parents are leaving this party, I think, before they've even gotten Brenda. So she's been at the bus station for a very long time. She is. She's taking naps there. She's watching TV. She's stealing homeless people's homes. She don't know. Yeah. But on our way to get Brenda, <clears throat> they get distracted uh, again. Pass. Yeah. The French. The French restaurant that she is supposed to be on her date with. 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 We'll call him Douchebag Mike. Sure. Yeah. Right? That makes that sense. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> um. She is supposed to be there with with him, Mister So Cool, and. Uh, She's like, oh, there it is. And sure enough, 
Daryl or, or Brad or one of them sees, he is there. He's there with another girl, an easy girl, if you will. Sesame Plexer? Is that a name? Is that her name? I don't know. Somebody called her Sesame Plexer. And I was like, that can't be what they said. But I didn't no. like rewind it or anything. It's a very strange name. But yeah, she is an easy girl. But a very unattractive mm-hmm. girl. She yeah. has a weird look to her. I like it too because she, and again, I she she confronts them. She can't Who's not. Who's right? Stephanie Plexer? That's Sesame. <laughs> yes, that's Sesame. I was like, really? Was that her name? I don't know about that. Anyway, Chris goes and confronts Sesame and uh, Mr. So Cool. And she wants him to know it's not okay, right? Not okay to, to stand her up. No, and right? Mike is pretty much devolves into a pretty terrible person. He's a jerk. Real quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also mm-hmm. at this point, uh, Sarah wanders away eating cake. <laughs> she leaves the restaurant. Oh, yeah, she's eating some pastries. Uh-huh. Yeah, she just grabs stuff off well, the tray. They're, they're told to watch her. Daryl and Brad are told by Chris. Like, Chris right. says, like, I have to go talk to him. Keep an eye on your sister. But they got to see this. But they yeah. get so heated. Yeah, and then it turns out she kind of yells at him and stands up to him. And then Brad stands up to him and is uh-huh. like, kind of says, you know, you've got a great woman here like Chris. You should treat her nice. And I want to hit you, but yeah. I'm not going to. And then, sure enough, and well, this is uh, this is the part where he's, you know, where then he's insulting uh, Brad, and she even says something like, "This fifteen-year-old has more class than you ever mm-hmm. will." And I'm like, "Wait, you're seventeen; he's fifteen. You're a senior; he's a freshman. That doesn't work out. Like that doesn't math really. doesn't make any uh-uh. sense." It's the uh-uh. only part of this movie where I was like, "There." too close in movie age like that that doesn't make sense yeah but you're right in that daryl kicks mike in the butt literally kicks his right butt. literally pushes him down yeah, yeah well he mm-hmm. like flies across another table in the restaurant mm-hmm. and it's the coolest and they all like run it out. is they're pretty so fun happy. yeah they're like yeah look what we did but then bump 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 they realize sarah's gone where is she where is she? Uh, earlier, she had noticed this amazing toy store that she got really excited about. Oh, my about. God. Is so she going to say, there's a toy store. Look at all those toys. And I think even Chris is like, all right, I see it. You live all in right. an yeah. enormous house. You've seen toys before. They they go running after her. In the meantime, the bad guys, our Skeletor, oh, is yeah. after her, too. And it's so creepy. And, like, hey, little girl. But really... Come on, come on, get in the car. I'm like, oh, that's so creepy. And it's even creepier because they want the Playboy that's in her backpack. <laughs> oh, they yeah, want the little right. girl for her Playboy. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, they don't even really want her. They want the magazine she's lugging around. Now, I have I have a question for you. And, and I'm mm-hmm, not saying that mm-hmm. this would make the movie better. Mm-hmm. And, and not to spoil the end of the movie because we're almost there. But at the end of the movie... Mm-hmm. They give the bad guys the Playboy back, right? Oh, yeah. But wouldn't it have been better if for some reason at the frat party, the Playboys again became switched? And at the very Uh... end, they give the bad guys the Playboy back, but it's not the one that has their plans in it. Like, they kind of like... That leads us to a natural sequel, Well, they kind of just, you know, and I'm not saying that you 
that these are really bad dudes or something, but they kind of just give them their evil criminal plans back at the end. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I thought that would have been kind of fun. It was nothing I'd ever thought before uh-uh. I had watched these, but I was like, that's a perfect opportunity to, again, you're right. like, switch. To kind of play out more Yeah, you're already the, showing mm-hmm. this magazine three separate times in the movie. Like, yeah, do let's something kind of with play it. it out. But anyway. But they don't. They don't. No. So Sarah runs away from the bad guys. And she but sees, she's headed towards. She sees the building that she knows her mm-hmm. dad works at. Owns? I think she said they're like that's my dad's building, oh. but it must be like works at. You know how when you're a kid and you're like, if your dad works somewhere. Well, like, she also thinks Thor lives there or something. So right, right. Well, you know how like when you're a kid, you think your teacher lives at school. You're like, oh, that's your. Right. You see your teacher outside. At, I don't yeah. know. So they, Maybe their they, dad yeah. does own that building. I don't know. I don't know what these parents do. They're not. I mean, that he important. does well enough to hire uh, Chris for the baby to babysit for what, the night. You think she's tough so, to get? <laughs> I mean, you think her rates are unreasonable? She's about to retire, so she's near retirement. Yeah, you're retirement. right. She's like, why so would I go to college when I'm pulling down all this cash from my <laughs> babysitting gigs? <laughs> College schmollage. Look at me. I can as long as these kids. kids never grow up. So Sarah runs into this building. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bad guys chase her. The bad guys could have caught her, but they stopped to punch out the poor guy that is just cleaning the floors. Oh, yeah. He's just cleaning the floors and says, just- hey, hold on. And he, they turn around and just knock this dude right out. They just, yep. And mm-hmm. Sarah's able to get mm-hmm. onto the elevator. But because she's got her little uh, fudgy fingers or her, her fingers that are sort of cake stained, uh-huh. she's leave, left marks on the buttons of the she's elevator. She's not so very the smart. bad guys, uh, she, she's tracing. Yeah, them. it's Everyone like between two or three to. floors or whatever. Because right. the one guy's like, you get off at this floor and I'll get off at this floor mm-hmm. and, and let's go do it. And the one floor is where the party is happening. And the one floor is like a, a floor that's under construction, it's, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just a It's an unfinished, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she, in the meantime, Chris and the boys figure out that she must have gone to the building. He, first he sees her cape on the ground and he's right. like, she's in trouble. And then they're like, where could she be or something like that? And then even when Chris finally sees the building, she's like, well, of course you would run to the building. That's where you're like, how would you put all that together? It's very convenient. But again, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is another instance where there's no one else in this city. Like these streets are empty. They are dead. Like, I I don't know. Where else are you going to go? Because every building's dark except for the one that their parents are at. Right, right, right. So they managed to get up to the floor that the party's on. Where Skeletor also is, and oh, right, Chris right. disguises herself with a big black fur coat. That's <laughs> and right. She's going to just wander room. through the party and look for a little. No girl. one's going to notice. Nope. No one's going to notice. No. Nope. And they don't. No, no, As not at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, this mm-hmm. is when Sarah gets out the window mm-hmm. and climbs mm-hmm. down the side of the building. It's like slanted. Scales it's the like building. A, yeah, it's like a forty-five mm-hmm. degree angle. But it's just windows, so she's kind of just walking. She's pretty brave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's kind of just scaling the side of the building along. She doesn't hit the windows, though, but mm-hmm. she just goes, Mom and Dad? Mom yeah. and Dad. <laughs> Mom, Dad? Mom and Dad. Nobody can hear her. Nobody's nope. looking. Nobody, Nobody even looks. They don't even notice. Not even in the peripheral does anybody see that there might be no a No one is looking in that direction at this entire party, yep. which is 
crazy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. This is the when Skeletor. So Skeletor is is in the party as well. He's gone to the the one guy has gone up to the floor and has chased the little girl out the window, has chased Sarah out the window. But Skeletor has has taken the floor with the party and is at the party and is just kind of Skeletor's disgusted way. And the mom is not wanting to leave the party yet, right? Right. The dad and, wants to go. The mom wants to stay. Dad wants to go. He's even gotten a coat from the coat room, which is kind of crazy. Like, oh, he didn't, you know, see the boys in yeah. there. And she's she seems a little loopy, like maybe she's she's had a drink too many or something. I think so. And she's trying to make conversation with Skeletor about the caterer. And remember his look? She's like, do you know who caterer? He's like, caterer? Right. But this, well, this is also when Skeletor's the only one who sees a little girl walking around the building. Yeah. So he's yeah. staring at her while the mom's asking him about the caterer. And she's like, it's okay. Yeah. Take your time. I didn't mean to put you on yeah, the spot. Yeah. Just think about it a bit. <laughs> and in the meantime, Chris like ties his legs up with a cord from a lamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she gets away. Skeletor falls over. Um, right. They make it up to the to the next floor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Save the little sister, and the other bad guy is stuck out on the ledge. Yeah, and they're just gonna leave him right out there. And this is when our good buddy, our good buddy Joe Gipp yep. shows up. Yep. And it's a good thing he's there because they're confronted by Skeletor and Joe Gipp punches yeah. him out. Yeah. Gives him a straight punch up in the face. They mm-hmm. throw the Playboy at him. Give him back the Playboy. What do they need it for? It's not about and that. Joe Gipp, I assume, is running for the rest of his life because this. Yeah. Joe Gipp is just on the run after this. And he actually, if you IMDB him, he's done like nothing else. Oh, no. That's a shame. Yeah. He's one of the more charming people in this movie. I know. I agree. Hmm. I agree. So. And in a movie, at this point in the movie, a movie that has been so sort of based on time and being like, we only mm-hmm. have this much time. This yeah. part of the movie. Oh, now we're like, speed. boom. It's like yeah. someone hit fast forward at the end of this movie. Yeah. The Be- night's coming on. They yeah. grab Brenda like it's no big thing. And that, that's yeah. it. They just. And she's just like, where you been? And they're like, boom, Brenda, we got oh, you. Did you notice when they pick up Brenda? And when they're driving home, that pervy Daryl is like trying to look down Brenda's dress. Brenda's shirt. Sleeping. Yeah, but it's weird because she's like in, she's layered. She's, she's got like a turtleneck on. Lifts, you can see. And he's yeah. opening her jacket like, up. Yeah, he lifts up her jacket like to peek in, but it's not even like she's wearing anything that's flesh revealing. So you're like, what are you looking at? Yeah. Really weird. Yeah. But it just shows you what a pervy he is and, and I guess how oblivious. Brenda is but so yeah they all drive back and even on the drive back on the expressway driving and she sees them she's like is that your parents car oh my god how fast do they go so she books it right she t- does eight it is funny how how they go how when they pass the parents and she's like everybody duck everyone ducks except for sleeping Brenda and you just see the car go by with nobody driving and sleeping Brenda sitting in the back <laughs> And I like even the mom's like, oh, look at that crazy driver. Yep. Our kids are going to be on the road soon. And those crazy drivers are out there. But I do love she gets them home. She orders them upstairs. She tells Brenda she's got to get home. It doesn't matter. Get whatever. Goodbye, Brenda, Brenda. The reason for this movie. And she cleans. <laughs> Why does she clean? At first, I thought she was sort of um, like staging a dinner mess. Like, oh, I made them dinner, and Mm-mm. so there's no. She cleans the kitchen for some mm-hmm, reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I don't understand it either, but she does. She cleans the kitchen and she plops herself down on the couch just, just in time. Just in time. Jumps over the back of the couch, mm-hmm. lands with a magazine in hand, not a Playboy. Beautiful. Mm-mm, just no. in time for the parents to walk in. And she says, they were no trouble. This one slept over. That one's done. And then she goes up. They like have a last little talk, she and the kids. Yeah. Like She's mm-hmm. like, hey, you're in mm-hmm. the clear. Your parents don't suspect a thing. This yep. is awesome. Bye. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, see ya. Thanks, guys. It was, And they're all watching TV together in a room. Oh, at some point we realized Sarah has lost her skate earlier in the night. What a she shame. claims to lost her skate. And she wanted to find it. And, and Kat, Chris was like, no, we're not going to try to find it. We're, we have to get home. Again, instead of returning a skate, he should have been like, I'm mm-hmm. returning your Playboy with all these notes mm-hmm. written in it that say something right, about exactly. Boston. Right, <laughs> exactly. You know the real ending that should have happened. Right, right. But you're right. She walks outside. Mm-hmm. And the creepy, uh, creepy Paul Rudd, and mm-hmm. with a skate, it had her address on it. That's how he knew where they yep. were. Sarah said, "If lost, return to Sarah mm-hmm. at this address." And um, he returns the skate and and asks for some babysitting services, which she has semi-retired from. Right. And she doesn't she seem to get it. He's like, "I'm in the market for a babysitter." Yeah. She's like, "What the fuck?" I'm yeah, so she's like, no, I don't this. do it anymore. She's like, well, actually, wait, who for? Who for then? And yeah. he's like, actually, for me. Don't and... you feel stupid now, Chris? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then they, everybody yells down from the window. Sarah yells down from the window, kiss him! Kiss him! Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they do kiss. And for a while, Brad creepily watches from the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slowly closing the <laughs> Very blinds. Very slowly closing the blinds. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The end. That's it. That's, That's it. adventures in babysitting. That's it. And I gotta say, Jamie, it was fun. I had a blast watching it. Yeah, it was really so fun. Yeah, it was a hard movie not to. Um, even when it first started, because it's almost about an hour and forty minutes, right? Yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe this is gonna get a little rough. I remembered it being fun. I'd seen it before. I remembered it being fun, but when I saw the time, I thought, oh no, I don't know. But no. I think it's a fun romp. I, I, I had a blast with it. You do wonder, even at the end, like, what did happen to Brenda? What's what's her? Did she go home? Did she continue? You know what, though? I mean, she has a troubled home life, I guess. <laughs> but they are both seniors. If she's going to go to college. Yeah, she's going to go on to college. Maybe it gets better for her. That's what we all have to hope. Or right? maybe she goes yeah. to a parallel dimension and dies in a pool or something or whatever the hell happened in Stranger Things. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man. But anyway, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was but fun. You're right. I, I yeah. was surprised when I saw it was like an hour and 46 minutes or something. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, that mm-hmm. seems long. Like, yeah, I'll yeah. bet there will be a stretch where it's pretty rough, but no, there's, I mean, you no, it's all turn fun. around, you're in a gang fight. You turn around, you're in a hospital, you're in a frat house for some reason. Like, there's always something going on and always something to keep your interest. And again, I think all the actors, all of them, and they're all, all of our main characters are young for the most part. They all are funny and have a great sense of, I don't know, I, I just thought it was a, yeah. And and it's, it's so 80s, it's so silly 80s, and it has not as... Yeah, I just think I, I liked it. Well, now, what do you recommend off of something like this? I think it's sometimes harder when you 
like a movie to recommend something really good or recommend something similar. Yeah, I mean, I talked about all the Elizabeth Shue movies that I never saw. And I, so I didn't do anything based on actors, but I did another babysitting movie. Babysitter. Okay. Um, okay. Did you ever see The House of the Devil? No. It's so good. It's from 2009. Oh, okay. And uh-huh. a college student goes um, to babysit um, at a place she's never been before. She just like tears the thing off a flyer. And so mm-hmm. she goes to this house sort of in the middle of nowhere to babysit. Uh, you never really see the kids. The kids are already asleep. And mm. it is – first of all, it takes place in like 1983. It feels like it was made in the late 70s or early 80s. Like everything. Ah. It's so good. And it's a movie where nothing happens for most of it but it is the most – terrifying like every time she turns a corner you think something's gonna jump out it's super tense it's super creepy i don't like the end like the last 15 minutes aren't it's not good um but getting there is great it's a really good movie so that's what i recommend all right i like it i like it um, I, I, I tried to go off of a, a movie that, or, or, or I guess it's not even a movie. Uh, have you ever seen the show Parker Lewis can't lose? I love the show. Do you remember Parker that Lewis show? Lose. Yeah. I so the, the, so the much. sister Sarah in the show was the Parker Lewis's sister. She's the little sister. In yes. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You're totally right. Yes. So I used now to I love his friends. I used lose. to love his cool friend, like the, his the little buddy, uh-huh. like musical. Uh-huh. Yeah, that guy was awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I haven't seen it since, but it's a, not an '80s; it's a '90s TV show. But I would recommend revisiting that. I mean, you can today in the era of YouTube. So that was, I guess, my recommendation. I would love to see that again. I know, right? I wonder if it's any good. Because I remember, like, that was around the time where it was like, oh, you know, and I know that they had a Ferris Bueller TV show. But to me, that felt like a Ferris Bueller TV show. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was a really good show. I don't know if it holds up, but she was from that show. She's not done much other than that. Because, like, she's a, the girl that plays Sarah is like a lawyer now. Oh. She left kind of show business. I think she's a a lesbian lawyer, Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? And we didn't, you know, we talked about Elizabeth Shue and uh, the Mm -hmm. two boys who aged. We didn't talk about the fact that Brenda is Penelope Ann Miller. Oh, yeah, Penelope Ann Miller, yeah. a legit actress. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, she's very, very good. And I would not have known that was her. Like, it does... You don't correlate the two until you see the name. Yeah, I agree. It's those glasses. It's those glasses. She was great. It's the it's the huge glasses. <laughs> Anyone yeah, I agree. can hide behind those things. So, uh-huh. all right. So anyway, Jamie, as you know, in four weeks, we will be talking okay. an Indiana Jones movie. But two weeks from now, do you know what a holiday it is? In two weeks from now? Mm-hmm. Can you do that calendar math? You don't need to because I could tell you. Cinco de Mayo? It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Oh, I know my Hispanic holidays. Oh, Go ahead. Good. Okay, great. <laughs> and by Hispanic holidays, do you mean just Cinco de Mayo? <laughs> exactly. Okay. That's the only one. Right. It's the favorite one to celebrate. Yeah. I lived in Southern California. I know. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm, you know, like I was going to say, like most ignorant Americans, it's kind of yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I guess you 
drink margaritas. That's whatever. what you do. You celebrate the Cinco's. Yeah. But we are going to celebrate Cinco de Mayo by watching a movie that's kind of Mexican. Not really. Huh? We're going to watch La Bamba. Yeah! So, yeah, we, I got really excited. And did you, you forgot, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that that means the Bamba, right? Is that correct? That's, that's, that, that is correct? the translation. Okay, all right. That's my uh-huh. three years of high school uh-huh. Spanish paying mm-hmm. off. It's the Bamba. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's going to be in two weeks. We will watch La Bamba. We will talk about it. I'm going to have a margarita when we Oh, we that. should do that. Just that's we should keep it ethnic. Yes. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for when we do Billy December and we have some Colt 45s. <laughs> Same here, my friend. Same I don't here. know if there's enough Billy D. Williams to get us to a month, though. <laughs> We'll make it work. All right. Okay. So everybody, we will see you in two weeks. Uh, In the meantime, watch La Bamba. Uh, From what I recall, it's pretty good, right? Yeah. I think think it's touching, moving. It's a true story, right? Based on true events. I think it's sad. It's Lou Diamond Phillips. I'm pretty sure he dies at the end. I'm not sure. (laughs) There's a chance that that happens. Not give away anything. Okay? All right. Okay. Maybe All he right. doesn't die. Maybe he's still making music today. <laughs> he and the big bopper. All right. Well, thanks. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Right. Leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah. We'd um, appreciate it. And a website is coming. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Coming soon. Coming soon to an internet mm-hmm. near you. That's right. To a www.com. Yep. <laughs> I'll try and get that domain name. I'll see if it's available. I have never typed that into a search engine. But now I want to know. Where does that take you? We are having way too much fun at the end of this episode. I know. It's a very, all the adventures, we wait till the end. Yeah, this normally really happens before we hit record. Whew. All right, well, I've tried to sign off about five times, and let's right, try it I'm again. Good. See you in two weeks, everyone. <laughs> good night. Well, I'm just out of school. I come real, real cool. Got to dance like a fool. Got the message that I got to feel while I'm one. Oh, yeah, oh, I'm one. Gonna break it loose. Gonna keep on moving wild. Gonna keep on swimming, baby. Fugitive's name is Dr. Richard Kimball. That's not even the same movie. That's not even anything. To do with what anything. are you talking about?
about 